0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the M365 Voice. My name is Sarah Hazi.
1: And I am Mike Mononami. And I'm Antonio Mayo.
0: And we're thrilled to be here today. And if you've tuned into our last several episodes, we've had an array of guests. And um, we're, we're back to just the three of us. I'm not sure for how long, but this is, it feels new and different to be back to just the three of us for an episode.
2: It does.
1: I think we'll have some guests again soon, but it is fun sometimes just for the three of us to talk about a topic.
0: It is. And this topic, um, so for all of you that um, before we record, we usually have some time to catch up. And um, when we have guests, we kind of know what we're going to be talking about. And many of our episodes, we pull a question out of a jar. But today, before we started recording, we were actually talking about new news in the M365 space and things that we've heard about that we're excited about. And uh, we chose one of those to talk about as the topic for today. So um, if any of you have not heard yet, we literally have had in the past few weeks, some interesting news coming from Microsoft that, um, and the title of it is really creating conditions for inclusion and it's introducing pronouns into Microsoft 365. And we thought we'd talk a little bit about what that looks like, what we think about it, and maybe implications of it. For organizations.
2: Yeah, I I like what I like about it. Before we get into the actual topic, is how Microsoft is looking at the industry and the community, and trying to offer this small piece of technologies that to accommodate everyone in this community and to accommodate everyone that is working with this technology and be inclusive mm-hmm. and diverse with everyone. It's mm-hmm. always good to see big tech companies just doing little little things that would make things happier place for some of us.
1: And Sarah, I think you said it. You know, like before we started, Microsoft is typically a leader in this space, and I think this is mm-hmm. a good example of that. Like I know, um, I don't know if we've said on the podcast before. I have two daughters. Uh, my older daughter is a huge champion of people's pronouns. If I get any of her friends' pronouns wrong accidentally, she's on me without a, a drop of ad, without missing a beat, she's on me. No, it's this. I'm like, Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's become really important to a lot of people what their pronouns are, letting people choose their pronouns and having people respect them. And I think this feature helps to really um, emphasize that unless people easily let everyone else know what mm-hmm. what pronouns I prefer.
0: It is a very big thing it, um, because I think our pronouns define so much about who we are. And I think we have a greater level of visibility into that than ever before. And I think it that and preferred names uh, and being someone who's uh, uh, not that we're going to share that on this call, but being someone who goes by a name that is not the same as her legal first name, I'm very sensitive to addressing people by the names that they choose to want to be addressed by rather than what you think. So I usually, I love to take the time in meetings to confirm with people uh, their pronouns and uh, their preferred names of what they want to be called because everyone deserves that dignity. And so I love that Microsoft is releasing this change because I think it really furthers that uh, human dignity. And it's a wonderful thing.
2: Yeah, and if you look back a few years ago, and I got caught up a few times by calling someone with the wrong name or the wrong pronoun, and you feel really bad about it because you did not know. And back in the days, it was a com- it was not a common thing to do, to to ask or to, to know or if it's displayed beside their names or not. So, they're really, really happy about that. Yeah. It means so a lot maybe- to a lot of people. it does
0: mean a lot so maybe we should before we dive into further discussions kind of set the stage around what this looks like so we will put uh maybe mike uh adding a little pressure to you when you publish this episode i know that there is a a short url that maybe we can put in the video where people can go to read more but to quickly summarize the change um, i believe it's in pre-release and it's going to be coming in march 2023 so right now it is early march but coming this month Um, that IT administrators will have to turn on the configuration to enable uh, people to optionally set their pronouns in their M365 profiles. So it's off by default, your IT administrators will have to enable it for your organization and then end users would basically be able to go into their profile card and choose to add pronouns um, to their profile is, is what I understand.
2: That's correct. And uh, it takes time, like anything else. And when you m- make a change, an org-wide setting in a tenant, it will take a few hours before the users will be able to go and add their pronouns in their profiles.
1: And, and where you turn it on very specifically is in the M365 365 Admin Center under Settings, and then Org Settings, and it's on the Security and Privacy tab, and it's a one switch for the entire organization you turn it on for everybody at once. Correct. It's really easy to turn on.
0: So I know Antonio, um, you and I work for large organizations and Mike, I know that you do a lot of consulting work for large organizations. And I think a lot of organizations are gonna be very interested in this change. And I would be surprised if many of them haven't already been thinking um, that they want this capability uh, to be available for their employees, would you agree?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because in in my world, couple of clients that were planning to add the pronouns in their actual directory, uh, it is now an easier way to do it. Yeah. Just let the actual user go to their profile and do it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it appears in people's contact cards. So when you right. you know now in Teams, when you hover over a person's name and their contact card appears, it's going to appear right there. I think it's under the person's name, in fact. I yeah, I think right under their name. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and this information is, is stored in Exchange mailbox. Um, so it is in your personal Exchange mailbox. Definitely, I don't think you can get access to it from your mailbox. You still have to go to your profile and change it. But that's where the storage of that information is.
0: And so to to the one important thing to recast is for any of the listeners that are saying, oh, I'm excited about this, I want to go in to find my pronouns, and they don't see the ability to add your pronouns, that means that your IT administrators have not enabled this for your tenant, you're going to have to reach out internally inside your organization to ask if that is something that they would enable. And Microsoft did not indicate, at least not in the news posts that I read, I believe they were very clear in stating that this will have to be turned on by the IT admins, meaning that while they've said more functionality will be coming later this year, they didn't really provide uh, any guidance yet on what that could be or if this would somehow be enabled by default and things like that. So for right now, you'd have to reach out to your IT leadership or organization to turn on.
1: I have seen some concerns from uh, some organizations that have started to look at this around um, uh, the the privacy of this data because, in in strictly speaking, when you look at privacy law, when you look at compliance regulations related to privacy, pronouns are in fact considered personal information, right? So where this information is stored, how easy is it for it for it to be accessed or seen? Um, that is uh, a concern for some organizations because they start to ask okay where's this data stored how do we deal with it Um, what if someone leaves the organization what happens to that data so that doesn't necessarily i don't think it's a blocker to turn this on but it is something that larger organizations or organizations that um store people's personal information which many do need to consider and deal with um you know i think the good thing um, you know mike to what you said the fact that this is stored in your personal mailbox is important because then it's stored in the same place as your email address, your name, Definitely right? Correct. Perhaps your contact info and your signature. So, although it's personal information, it's also personal information like all that other personal information. It, it's likely already being dealt with as part right. of the privacy right. regime. So, just something to think about there. Exactly.
2: Yeah, um, and I'm wondering if this would also help with the future content search or e-discovery if it's required for do anything on certain on pronouns as well, if it's still put in the mailbox. Right, exactly.
1: Um,
2: that's a good point. On that oh, note, though, Go ahead. Uh, if someone, if an organ for whatever reason, I don't know what the reason would be. I was reading about it. If, if the, the organization decides to turn off the pronouns after turning back on, it takes 30 days for that data to clear from your mailbox. So it's That's not an instant them as well. So right. it takes a few hours to for, for the users to start using them, and it takes up to 30 days for that data to disappear. That's right. And,
1: and it actually deletes the data. So if Correct. you turn this on, people start adding their pronouns, because right. each individual has to go add their pronouns to their mm-hmm. contact card, and then your company decides to turn it off. All that pronoun data that people entered actually gets deleted. So if you decide then That's to turn really it on again, you need to, people need to add it again. Sure.
0: And then the next natural question is, uh, if your organization, if you do turn on these pronouns, how do you let your employees know that, uh they all now have the ability to go and add the pronouns and um if they want to because again it's optional and i i didn't read anything where they're going to be prompted to do it so you're going to want to have a communications or an awareness campaign internally around how to do this so those people who want to opt in uh, to doing it have uh, know how to do that and um so maybe we should talk a little bit about Methodologies that we see that are successful for doing those kind of internal communications campaigns, and I know I have ideas on this one because this gets into the areas that I'm 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 also very passionate about, which is really Viva Suite. Um, so definitely having a Viva Connections home site, uh, especially one where you can um, elevate news topics, and if it's something that you have a a, a culture of awareness around where people visit uh, your home site uh in viva connections with frequency that you would have the ability to do some uh a splash from a news article or an intro perspective there and then viva engage and yammer which i know um our are, are frequent listeners know i'm a huge proponent of so for organizations that use viva Engage, to me this is a great opportunity to engage with um your employees to have dialogue about it, to be able to have comments and questions, have people share it with others, and maybe even engage with certain communities uh, within your company, um, whether those be employee resource groups or just by interest communities, and definitely that all company community within Viva Engage, um, I think would be great places to share that news as well.
1: I like the idea of having it as a big splash, because when we think about, you know, Viva Connect home sites and, and your intranet home site, we're often looking for new content or content that's going to grab people's attention to mm-hmm. keep it looking fresh, to keep people's, you know, coming back to it, to keep your employees coming back to it, um, to have interesting articles. And I think this this would be a really interesting thing to have on there. Um, like, like it, it's 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 perfect for creating kind of a splash and getting people's attention. So, I like and I think it's particular.
0: I think it's going to be interesting to see how this comes around in organizations because with Microsoft being really, I feel like a um, focused on inclusion. And uh, I know I've been involved and participated in the Humans of IT uh, blogs and sessions that Microsoft has done for years. And I'm I'm really always proud of the focus that they have on Being inclusive. The, I guess the inspiration behind enabling uh, these pronoun features may come from your IT department, may come from your HR department, may come from your ethics office, may come from you know, an employee resource group or individuals in your organization that really care about it. What do you how do you think that this is going to present itself? Because it could come in in a variety of ways.
1: I think some organizations are just going to turn it on and just let employees find it, right? Because in your contact card, it actually shows a, you know, there's a like a plus and a, a pronouns and people can easily say, oh, I click there and I can add my pronouns and then it shows up. So it's a fairly easy thing. So I think some will just turn it on and let people find it. But I think others who are um, progressive and kind of leaders in this space, this humans of IT space, um, are going to do a splash around and are going to communicate it out and encourage people. And I'm fortunate the company that I work for is very much like that. Um, And I think we will probably do a splash and a push around it. Um, I'm involved in many of the internal governance groups within our organization. And um, there's often a lot of push for these kinds of features, which is nice to see.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I love the way you, you presented it because if you are turning on any feature or something like this, you need to really announce it. You really need to let people know. It, it is an org-wide setting. It is, it is a big deal. It is not a small feature here and there that you may people may not really care about it, but a lot of people care about it these days. So mm-hmm. it should be announced. It should be a splash. It should be uh, announced in a way that, yes, go ahead and do it that should
0: be treated as a positive thing exactly Mm -hmm. well I'm happy we got to talk about this one Um, you know uh, we'd like to answer questions but sometimes it's great to be able to just cover a topic that's uh, you know popped up on our radar and is something that we're excited about and so um, excited to bring this this one to everybody this week Um, any final thoughts?
1: Try it out, don't hesitate to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Happy Microsoft has introduced this and look forward to uh, us using it and other organizations using it too. I think it, it helps people just relate better to each other and feel better represented. So it's a very positive thing, I think.
0: Agreed. All right, well, thank you everyone for joining us and we'll catch you next time. Thanks
1: thank everyone. You.